But it all starts from one single person who gets behind the counter, who leads in the kitchen, who walks around the grounds to make sure that the parking lots are clean and everything that's picked up. That person that comes by your table and says, how are things today? And, and touches the table and talks to the customers and makes sure that everything is just so according to our standards and our franchise brand standards. So that's the secret sauce that makes us stand out over our competitors because each organization is anchored on that single owner operator and then they grow from the inside out. Welcome to the Art of Franchise Marketing. Each episode takes a deep dive into the franchise space and explores how the biggest and best brands handle national branding, franchise development, employee recruitment, and localized marketing on a daily basis. This podcast is brought to you by Nedsertive, a localized digital marketing partner for franchise networks. Nedsertive's Madeline Park talks shop with franchise executives to discuss what's working, what's not, and answers the question, what else can you be doing to excel at the art of franchise marketing? Welcome back, everyone, to the Art of Franchise Marketing. We've got a great one for you today. We've got Brad Bogan, the VP of U.S. Franchising from McDonald's on today. Brad, thanks for coming on. Madeline, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so I have to say from you know the very start of this franchise podcast, we were like, wouldn't it be great if one day we had McDonald's on? Because McDonald's is the pinnacle. It's what everyone thinks of in franchising. Um, my fun fact about McDonald's is I've eaten McDonald's in 21 different countries. So oh, wow. <laughs> that's more than some people can say. Um, but before you know, we get into you know more about franchising and the brand, who are you? What's your background? How did you get into franchising? And then, you know, your role with McDonald's now. Great. Thank you. We appreciate you being a fan globally. And uh, that's what it's all about. We want to have consistency and, and great uh, customer delighting experiences all over the globe. Um, about a little bit about me. Um, so I am a Chicago boy born and raised right here. And uh, that's where our headquarters is here in Chicago. And I've got to tell you, growing up here, this is the hometown team. And it's the global hometown team. So I'm really proud and happy to be a part of the organization. I've been in, uh, in businesses with big brands uh, for my whole career, 30 years plus. Um, I've been with Deloitte and KPMG, PepsiCo, Walgreens, and now McDonald's. And I have to tell you, this is the best place I've ever worked. It's fantastic. I am so happy here. Um, and uh, everything I've done in my career... I feel like it's prepared me to be here and to help contribute to the brand and our customers and our mission. So I think a lot of people think of, well, why do they even need to have a team in franchising? They're so big. I'm sure people are knocking at the door. And, you know, I interview a lot of brands and, you know, I was on with Duncan the other day and they were talking about, well, we don't really need to go out too much for franchise development because so many people want to be a part of the brand. And that is, you know, a black and white for, you know, the smaller franchises, because typically they have to lead farms, spend lots of money getting their brand awareness out. Um, so at this stage of, of growth for McDonald's, can you elaborate a little more on how your team approaches a franchising strategy? Because um, obviously you have to continue growing. But what does that look like from where you guys are at now? Absolutely. And it's a great question. So, I mean, our 
brand does tremendously. We, we thank our customers uh, for the growth that we've been able to experience. We've been fortunate over almost 70 years to continue to grow and be green and growing. As a brand, um, we enjoy leading market share around the globe. Um, I think our global sales are in excess of 100 billion in sales. Mm -hmm. um, we have over 40,000 restaurants globally and uh, 13,000 here in the US. Uh, and we do tremendously well on cash flow, guest count growth. Um, and so we, we do do well, but we always want to remain green and growing. So we continue to want to be relevant with our customers and markets. And so that means we have fantastic operators today that have helped us build the strength of the brand. We've, we've done this and they, they own the customer experience and they delight you. At the same time, everyone starts to retire and matriculate out as they've developed their businesses, um, giving great time and, and love and care to the brand. And then we bring in new blood and new folks with new creativity, new ideas, new energy. Um, and uh, we want to continue to build and be relevant with our customer base. So every, you know, the customer continues to evolve in the things that they want to see. Um, music and pop culture continues to evolve. And McDonald's always wants to be relevant in that space with our customers. You know, I used to be uh, a kid and I used to love my version of McDonald's. And now my kids love their version of McDonald's. So we want to always continue to evolve. And your kids love McDonald's and they love their version. And even you. So, you know, McDonald's is, is great for everyone. And we want to be relevant to all generations, all folks, all age groups. So it's important to keep bringing in new franchisees. At the same time, we want to grow the business. So we continue to do that. Now you say, hey, listen, I'm sure everyone comes to McDonald's that are interested in being a franchisee, an owner operator, and they do. And we get a great number each year. Mm -hmm. We're actively going from a passive model where folks just come to us and we kind of go through and have the conversation and see if this is really right for you. Now we're pivoting outward and we're actively going outside to target and find folks that look like you and everyone else to say, hey, listen, by the way, maybe you didn't know, but we're casting the doors wide open, opening our, our net intent. We are actually recruiting. We are throwing doors open. We want folks that look like America and we're seeking folks to come join our golden opportunity. So it's a really exciting time. We've never done this before. We've never gone as hard as we're going right now to bring in hopefully 150 new franchisees each year once we get the momentum going. So we have a great focus initiative on this. So we're excited. So why now? Why now? Why not now? So growth is always important. Um, we want to continue the back to the relevancy, right? Um, the, the best time to really grow and invest is when you're in a position of strength. Mm. And our business is so strong right now. We're so fortunate to have the support we have in markets and customers that now is the right time to grow and continue our dominance around the globe. That's great, Brad. And I, I love that you said we want, you know, our owner operators to look like America. Because I think there is, you know, there's always this big stigma that these big unknown shadow groups come in, they buy a whole bunch, you never know who the owner is. And a lot of what we do in franchising is, is just reminding people that franchise owners, for the most part, are small business owners, you know, they are in your community, you know, they care about each and every one of their clients. So I think that that's an incredible initiative, initiative you guys have set. So, you know, we're talking about franchise ownership. You know, what are the key advantages of owning a McDonald's outside of you have incredible brand awareness 
and I'm sure, you know, built out support. But talk to me about what that talk track looks like for you guys. I absolutely want to do that. But I want to thank you for the point you just made. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth when I'm speaking across the country. I do love to remind folks that our owner operators are local entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They are in your houses of worship. They're on your chambers of commerce. They're on your school boards. They are giving free meals to first responders. They are doing backpack drives, uh, coffee with the cop, McTeacher's nights, all kinds of things, building workforce development, leadership opportunities for folks, uh, and creating jobs right there in, in the community. So we are a global company that is made up of mostly entrepreneurs. The company only owns 5% of the restaurants in the U.S. Wow. I thought it was way more than that. Huh. No, maybe about 600 restaurants. All the rest of the 13,000 restaurants, 13,000 plus, are owned by local entrepreneurs. So a great point there. Now, you ask me, why McDonald's? Mm -hmm. Well, there is the global brand trust that we have. There is the built-in customer base and traffic. There, there is our system and platform, our three-legged stool. Our three-legged stool is comprised of company staff, our great supplier network, and our owner operators. Mm -hmm. So that without one leg, the stool falls over. So it takes all three legs to grow our system. And our system remains green and growing. It is a very positive, strong business growth, customer-minded network that creates wealth. It creates generational wealth in our owner franchise owner operators. Many of them have their children in the succession plans and that generational wealth continues to, to go on in those families. So it, you, you have a turnkey system where you have a playbook, you have the system behind you in terms of a world-class supply chain uh, network to support you, and you have the corporate staff that is in each of our field offices, a region, mm -hmm. that supports you with consulting help, how-tos, tips, tricks, operational support, the whole gamut. So everything is right there. So if I were to do Brad's Burgers, that would be something, right? I'd have to really start. But if you join McDonald's as an owner operator, you've got a built-in system right behind you. Mm -hmm. You just and, bring your entrepreneurial spirit and your creativity and energy. And talk to me. So, you know, I have, you know, I was on the franchisor side, home services side, so much different. But I also uh, own four different within four different franchise brands, we've got about, I don't know, 40, 40 some units. And what I, I talk a lot of people about is they want to own their own franchise. Well, I'm not like you, Maddie. I, you know, I, I don't have the same personality traits for your franchising candidates. You know, what makes a successful candidate? I know you mentioned being creative, being entrepreneur, being a team member. Um, but is there any special sauce in terms of what's really going to make a successful McDonald's franchisee? Absolutely. And thank you for that. You know, we differentiate our owner operators from other brand folks that get into the businesses by the fact that they we want them to actually be an owner and an operator. Mm. We don't have financial ownership where a private equity group comes in and says, we want to buy up 150 uh, restaurants. We have a leadership team that we're going to drop in behind that. And we're going to run our, our subcorp into inside your corp. No, every organization in our system mm -hmm. is comprised of a core owner operator franchisee that has gone through our approval process, been through our training process, 
and comes out and starts their own entrepreneurial organization. So it starts with one owner operator, not two. And then you can also grow beyond that. Your spouse can become approved. Your children can become approved. Mm -hmm. But it starts with one single person who's going to be responsible for the restaurant's people and culture, financial performance, operational performance, and customer experience. So that one person is responsible for those restaurants, the execution and performance, and delighting customers. And when they do that consistently, they earn more growth. That means more stores are able to purchase more stores and grow the size of the organization. But it all starts from one single person who gets behind the counter, who leads in the kitchen, who walks around the grounds to make sure that the parking lots are clean and everything that's picked up. That person that comes by your table and says, how are things today? And, and touches the table and talks to the customers and makes sure that everything is just so according to our standards and our franchise brand standards. So that's the secret sauce that makes us stand out over our competitors because each organization is anchored on that single owner operator and then they grow from the inside out. You know, Brad, I'm so honored that you're going to, sh- you're sharing that with us because there's, you know, there's two folds of this. I talk to the brands that are terrified to do franchising because they're afraid that they're going to lose control over the quality and it's going to affect their customers. But on the same side, you also know, and I know firsthand, you can go anywhere in the world and you are, you know what you're going to get from McDonald's. You know, it's almost, it's a safe spot. It's a happy place. I eat it when I travel because I have a lot of food allergies and it's just like my, it's my home away from home. So the fact that you, you brought up that, you know, each one of your franchisees is approved. They are an owner operator. They care about their community. And that's how you keep such a good level of consistency and quality across, you know, the biggest franchise in the world. And I think the fact that you're sitting down here and saying, if we can do it, I think everyone else, you know, can follow that as well. But it really is the care and, and, tenacity it takes to make sure you're bringing on the right people and you're training them the right way. So on the flip side of that, what are some of the challenges you've encountered with FranDev um, because you're so big? I mean, I know this is a new initiative where you're, you're you know, kind of opening up the, uh, the gates to everyone. Um, is there anything that sticks out in your mind that has been, you know, an obstacle? Well, I'll tell you, uh, we have ambitious goals to grow our system size mm-hmm. with uh, new owner operators coming into our system from the outside. And as I mentioned before, we've never done this before. Most of our growth has happened internally, but mm-hmm. now we're making a campaign to go out and recruit. And you will see very shortly a comprehensive digital campaign where we are looking for folks of all walks of life. We want everyone to be a part of our golden opportunity. So you'll see those digitally coming up very soon. And for everyone that's listening, please click through and learn more about the opportunities to join our golden opportunity. So um, with that, what's difficult? It's growing with quality. So mm-hmm. while we want to grow, we have to maintain the, the very stringent standards that we have about our owner operators so that they can continue to maintain the consistency and the quality and the service that you just spoke of. Mm-hmm. So that way, globally, our system remains the same and everyone has the same expectation around the globe. And as long as we maintain that, we'll stay strong and we'll stay green and growing. So how do you expand and not 
dip on quality. That's the key thing. That's a challenge. But we're doing that. So right now we're very selective and we're going to always bring in the best folks. And we know there are tons of great folks out there that we've yet to meet. And we're looking forward to having a conversation. So we talked about, you know, someone clicking through for their their golden opportunity. And what would you say to someone who said, well, you know, I have the capital. You know, I'd like to raise my hand, but there are already a whole bunch of McDonald's in my area. You know, what does your discovery process look like? And, and you know, I'm, I'm going a little off script here just because I want you to kind of give a in-depth look at what it means to click through to that opportunity, because I don't want people to disqualify themselves because they don't understand necessarily, you know, when or where they can open for some course. Sure. So when you, uh fill out your application and we kind of review the information you have about yourself and your background and your investment ability, you'll give us, uh, call it two or three geographic preferences. Mm -hmm. We'll understand where you might like to operate restaurants. And then in a conversation while we do interviewing and panel and that kind of thing, we'll share with you what our core markets are for uh, where we want to place new uh, owner operators. So we have some target geographies and you have your preferences and we try to match those up. We don't promise that we can match up your geographies, but we do take those into account. We share with you where we have need and then we help those match up. In the end, there's a couple of things that you can elect. One, you say, hey, listen, I'm open to relocation wherever in the United States. I'm open and willing to do that. Fantastic. Or you can say, you know what? I am not open to relocation, which is also fine. The difference is if you're not open to relocation, you say, I want to remain right where I am and I will, I'm willing to wait until a deal comes available in my neighborhood, my zip code, my geography. That's fine. So the deal flow for restaurants that are changing hands because people retire all the time mm-hmm. or they may choose to exit the system if they've you know, done enough there, those restaurants come free and they are where they are. So you can go to them or you can wait for those to open up where you are. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for that, for that insight, because, you know, I've, I've talked to a couple people, you know, and they were in the, the quick service restaurant interest and they just were, they were great candidates, but they just assumed that because they saw a lot, you know, in their area that it was never a possibility. So I do like you bringing to attention that, that ability for either a deal or a relocation. Um, So, you know, people, we have a lot of franchising candidates that listen here and, you know, you've given such a great overview of the McDonald's opportunity and why, but they're listening to you and, you know, your team is the one that's coming on to, to build this franchise development and, you know, you're very hands-on. So as a corporate leader, a team leader, a brand leader, what's your advice for coaching a team and franchisees, a brand, your internal team that's already on top? Mm-hmm. We continue to challenge ourselves to do better. While we're on top and we're doing great, we can always do better. There's more to learn, more to understand about our customer and our stakeholders. And there's and the best way to learn is with your two ears. And that's why we have two of those in one mouth. So if we listen, we can listen to our customers. As they evolve, they tell us what they want. They tell us what's important. They tell us what their priorities are. What kind of conveniences do they need? to help their everyday lives be simpler. So we're working on ready on arrival, where very soon you can, when you put in your mobile app order and you get within three minutes of the restaurant, the order will transmit 
through a geofence, hit the kitchen, and they'll start preparing that. And within three minutes when you arrive, your order will be ready on arrival. So we want to understand all these in different innovations um, and keep doing that so that we can delight the customers all the time. Now, for my internal team, what do I do? I do my best. And I'm pretty proud of this. We, we hire the best people. And that makes you look very smart as a leader when you hire the best people. So, you know, then there's that. So as long as you're doing that and you never make yourself responsible for having all the answers, you're going to do well. So everyone in the team contributes to the thinking, the problem solving, the leadership, the solutioning, and everyone gets involved. And we all have pride of ownership in the work that we do as a team. And you're going to get great outcomes from that. And so I'm the player coach. How can I support? How can I serve? I do the same thing with our owner operators. How can I serve and support? And, you know, on the flip side of that, someone says, you know, Brad, I'm having a, a terrible day at work or I have a, a franchise candidate that's hit limbo or whatever it may be in your industry. And they're, they're coming to you on a bad day. Um, what's your advice to them? You know, if you're having a bad day and we all do. Maybe go take a walk. Maybe you go home, take off early, go to the park. Go play with your kids. You know, work's always going to be here. Go mm -hmm. do some things in the work-life balance that keeps you sane, healthy. I mean, work-life balance is the most important thing. Um, our families are the most important thing. Work's always going to be here. You know, there's a thing. I, there was a time when I worked in Scandinavia, and we were, and this is one of my consulting days, and we were working feverishly all the time and we would be there late at night. And when the client would come in early in the morning, we'd be there before them and we're just burning all these hours. And they said to us, you guys work so hard, you Americans. Do you think if you work so hard that there won't be any more work tomorrow? <laughs> You're not going to get rid of the work. <laughs> you know, this is a cultural difference, right? Yeah. It's like you can't work the work away. It's going to be more. So why don't you leave and go enjoy so the balance is important. You know, this is just this is just work. It's not life. Brad, first of all, I needed to hear that. So I appreciate that. You know, I have a five month old and two other kids and I am very type A. So it's checklist for yeah. days. But you're so right. You know, you can't work the work away. Um, and I love that you, you, you brought that real human advice here, because I think a lot of people think, oh, if you're going to work at McDonald's, you're going to be at the top. You're going to be in franchising. They must you know, they must crush it. They're, you're, they're putting in all the hours. We're all people. And, you know, having that work-life balance is also not only what makes, you know, successful brands successful, but, you know, franchisees themselves. So for the candidates listening here, you know, owning a McDonald's doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going into another corporate career. You're, you're kissing your life away. And this is now your new family that, that they don't want that, you know, being a part of a, franchise system is being to getting to be your own boss and, you know, having the support to, to live the lifestyle you want. Brad, we're coming up on time and I have a couple, you know, final questions. One being, if you could give a piece of advice to a franchisor, what would that be? Hmm. Like statement. It could be. I anything. would say, do your best, find your niche, stay in your lane and don't compete with McDonald's. <laughs> so That's true. the healthiest thing for your business. So true. And then if you could give a piece of advice to a franchisee, what would that be? Bring yourself, take care of your people. If you take care of your people, they will take care of your business and your business will take care of the customers. 
Mic drop. I love that. Brad, if people want to connect with you or they're interested in McDonald's franchising until they see the, the great campaigns, where should they go? Uh, just go to our website. Uh, go in the upper box where you see the bars. Click that. You'll see franchising. Click that and all of the content there. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to review the process overview. All of our phone numbers are there. Emails are there. And you'll be able to click right into us and then let us know uh, what you think. And if you're interested, we hope you are. Awesome. Well, Brad, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for explaining, you know, more about McDonald's, more about franchising. And, you know, most importantly, you know, life as a leader. Uh, we look forward to watching McDonald's. And listen, I get asked for McDonald's every day for my kids. So you're hey. I'm a customer for life. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been a great opportunity, Madeline. Call anytime. I'll drop in anytime. We can talk about other aspects anytime. I'm a friend. Awesome. Thanks for listening to The Art of Franchise Marketing. This show is brought to you by NetSertit. We help franchise brands and multi-location businesses run localized digital marketing at scale. To learn more, visit netsertit.com.